We've been talking for a few weeks about how important it is to seek God and what happens when we find him. This week, we're going to get really practical and we're going to talk about the how. We've talked about all the things around this, but we haven't actually talked about how. So this week, we're going to dive into some very practical things. So if you know someone else that would be encouraged by prayer about how to seek God, now would be a great time to share this broadcast. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. This is going to be episode 87 we are about to jump into and pray our way through ways that we seek God. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship prayer. We're praying through the names of God, and this week we have another compound name. It's Jehovah Sabaoth. I knew I was going to mess that up. Jehovah Sabaoth. This name talks about the majesty and the power and the authority of God, and it shows that he is able to accomplish whatever he has in mind to do. Jehovah, or probably more properly Yahweh, Sabaoth, literally means the Lord of hosts or Lord of armies. Hosts means hordes, both of angels and of men. He is Lord of the host of heaven and over every inhabitant of earth. It's also translated as armies. He's the ultimate commander-in-chief in authority over all men. The Lord of hosts and the related names like Lord God of hosts or God of hosts occurs over 270 times in the Old Testament in the New American Standard Version, which makes it the most frequent compound name for God found in the Old Testament. Most often, it's used in the prophets like Isaiah. As a note for those of you who use the NIV, if you feel like going and taking a look for this name, you won't find Lord of Hosts in the NIV because in that translation, they chose to substitute the name Lord Almighty for the Lord of Armies or the Lord of Hosts. Most people think that's a little bit less accurate. It does create some confusion with the name that we talked about last week, which was El Shaddai or God Almighty. So I'm going to read one thing that A.W. Tozer writes about this name. A person who has sensed what Isaiah sensed will never be able to joke about, quote, the man upstairs or someone up there who likes me. He read about another man who said, God is a good fellow. I confess that when I hear or read these things, I feel a great pain within. My brother or sister, there is something about our God that is different, that is beyond us, that is above us, transcendent. That's the end of the quote. And we need to worship him with the rightful, fearful respect that he is due, but also the comfort that this Lord of armies is our own defender. I'm going to put up two verses for you today. First one is Amos 4.13, and it says, He is here, the one who forms the mountains, creates the wind, and reveals his thoughts to man, the one who makes the dawn out of darkness and strides on the heights of the earth. The Lord, the God of armies, is his name. And then Isaiah 124. Therefore, the Lord God of armies, the mighty one of Israel, declares, Ah, I will get even with my foes. I will take revenge against my enemies. All right, so let's jump in and pray using these two verses. Father, this is at once comforting and awe-inspiring and instills what is a healthy fear of you in us. Fear of the Lord is a good thing. 
You are here. You are the one who forms mountains, who creates the wind, who reveals your thoughts to us, and who makes dawn out of darkness. You bring light in the darkness. You stride on the heights of the earth, and your name is the God of armies. And we worship you today for that, for being the Lord of hosts, authority over everything that we know on earth and everything in heaven. And we declare that to be true. Forgive us for living like it's not, but it is. And we worship you and honor you for that today. We sit in awe of the fact that I can come before you with those friends who are joining me live and those who will be joining later on the replay in the podcast. And we are privileged to be able to come and sit before you and call you Abba, Daddy, while at the same time, you are the Lord of armies. Thank you for that privilege today. You are the mighty one of Israel, and you are the one who will accomplish everything that you've set out to do. I don't need to worry about revenge because you will punish your enemies. Let me instead sit before you and worry about the things that you ask me to do today. And this time here, I pray that you would speak to me about that. Speak to me both of your authority, but also your love and provision and your work for me. Speak to our hearts about what you would have us do today. I ask as we go through this prayer time that you would be honored, that it would be a gift to you, that we would find this sacred space together to be a way to sit in your presence and let that feed the rest of our day. So grateful for this opportunity, for the technology that makes this even possible for us to gather together. And I worship you this morning in awe and respect and love. In Jesus' name, amen. In the last few weeks, we have talked about why we should be seeking after God. And we've learned what happens when we seek him, that he will be found. We will find him. And last week, we talked about all the kind of other things that go along that we get as bonuses that our generous God gives us in addition to himself, to his presence, which is really far more than enough. This week, we're looking at the practical side, the how-to. And today, we have two verses for this one as well. We have Matthew 13, 44 through 46. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes, sells everything all that he has, and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Second verse we have is Psalm 119.45 that says, And I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. Now, we had this verse last week, and we kind of talked about the first part of that, the I shall walk in a wide place. Today, we're focusing on the second part of it, for I have sought your precepts. So, let's dive into prayer about this. Father, you tell us that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure or like a pearl of great value. That once we find it, everything else becomes worthless in our focus and our attention and our valuing of that pearl of great price, of that valuable treasure hidden in a field. That's what you, your kingdom, your presence are for us. And I pray that as we continue to learn how to seek you, that we've been praying about all week, that we would come to value 
your presence above all else, that our priorities would shift, that instead of being worried about what we look like to other people or how much we have or all the things that we need to take care of or our schedule or all of the other thousands of things that compete for our priorities in our attention, that we would learn and grow to live in a way that shows that your kingdom is the most valuable thing that we can pursue, the most valuable thing, the treasure that we can hold, the most, the thing that should be driving the rest of all of our decisions. You and your kingdom are far more valuable than anything else that we could be pursuing. And I pray that as we learn, as we continue to walk in this growing in seeking, that as we learn more and practice more and participate more in a seeking-oriented life, that not only will you be found, but that our priorities would shift in a way that we treasure that which is yours. And that also, as we do that, that we would be seeking you in your word. Teach us to love your word to such a degree that we couldn't even think of doing anything aside from it, that we would be obedient, that we would be joyful in jumping into it, that we would eagerly, eagerly approach your word. Pray that you would teach us to be that person who has sought your precepts, not just casually laid them on our living room table for others to see or open them once a week when our pastor instructs us to, but instead that we in our own lives would take responsibility and joy out of seeking with intention and with effort, with diligence and with our whole hearts in seeking your word in living your word, in applying it to our lives and and doing the things that it says and being responsible for focusing them on ourselves and not when we read it thinking of the other people that need this word, but instead letting it change our hearts so that then in our lives, people can see you and want to know the joy that we have. Lord, let me be that person who not only seeks you with my whole heart, values your kingdom and your person and your presence above all else, but seeks you intentionally and eagerly in your word. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining me in prayer today. I so appreciate you being here. If you've been watching on the Grace in the Gravel Road Facebook page and found it helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend who would appreciate it and invite them to join you. We'll be back again on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you're a podcast listener, subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend also helps the algorithm show it to more people that more people can join their voices in prayer with us. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. Now, my heart is that as you and I pray together twice a week, that we will all grow in our prayer lives, that God will use this time to direct your heart as he uses it to direct mine. But most of all, most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.